Hello, everyone, and welcome um, to episode 88 of Podchat Live. And this is uh, like a little extra bonus one that Craig and I were really excited about and really looking forward to doing. Um, because 2020 has been a bit of a bit of a different year for most of us. But the one thing that uh, people who are into running shoes will, will appreciate is it's been a kind of cool year for running shoes. Um, Craig and I are also massive fans of the Doctors of Running, and we're going to link to their blogs and their YouTube channels and their podcasts in the in the notes below. And we are going to be joined by the whole the whole team. Uh, right now, we've got just two thirds because um, Matt is running late, which I believe he always does, right? Um, uh, so we've got we've got Nathan and David, uh, two thirds of Doctors of Running. Matt will be joining us as soon as he can, and we're just gonna we're just gonna talk shoes. There's going to be an awful lot of um, awful lot of opinion, uh, which is okay if you're watching and you've got sort of strong opinions about. Uh, what you think the best shoe is, or, or perhaps um, you don't, you disagree with one, one something that one of us have said, then then fire them in the comments. It's all it's all good fun, um, and we're going to go through what we think some of the, the the kind of most exciting releases of 2020 have been, and then we're going to I'm going to fire some kind of a, like a rapid fire questions at uh, at Matt, David, and Nathan, and just just get their take on kind of what they really like, what they don't like, and maybe we'll even have a little look forward to 2021 as well. So, uh, first of all, Matt. Um, uh, sorry, uh, Nathan, David, thank you so much for joining us. And Matt, when he comes, um, we're big fans, as you know. Um, and we're looking forward to talking shoes with you guys because uh, I don't know anyone who's bigger nerds than you, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we're so glad to be here. This, is, uh, this should be a lot of fun. <laughs> you know, whenever I'm getting moaned at at home for having too many shoes, which is a, a conversation I know we all get at home, I'm sure, um, to, to, to appease my wife, I just show her the Instagram account of one of you boys. And <laughs> she normally realizes that, that she's not doing too badly. So I have to thank you guys. Thank you guys for that. Um, well, my, wa- my wife is always, she said, I used to be excited when packages showed up at the door, but now I just know it's going to be shoes for you. <laughs> yeah. So I don't even go get them. <laughs> yeah. um, so I've just, I've just uh, assimilated a, a list and it's, it's a personal sort of uh, opinion list really of uh, what I think are some of the shoes that are worthy of talking about. Um, so we'll, we'll just, we'll just run through some of those first and foremost. And uh, as we go along, we'll just see where the conversation takes us. No plan, no script. We'll, we'll just, we'll just, we'll just go for it. So the one I wanted to start with just cause it's closest to my left foot are these guys. Oh, yeah. um, just because I think, uh, you know, when we think about what the shoe is, and how, it's, how, how it's built, and, and I'll let you guys talk a bit more about that. And we also think about the, the, the model that they've approached the marketplace with. Um, I think we can all agree, you know, we, we're always interested and excited to see something new. Um, but we don't uh, necessarily always see new things. And when these guys came along, I feel like it was it felt really, really new. So. David, you're holding you're holding yours up. So um, we'll talk a minute, bit in a minute about what they like to run in, how much fun they are. But can you just tell everyone a bit about this shoe who maybe not isn't too familiar with it? You know what um, what's what's their what's their philosophy as a company? Yeah. So from my understanding of Treyu, I mean they're a startup from Austin, Texas, um, in this year of 2020, and their aim is to basically make the first subscription based. Uh, running shoe that's affordable for people to train in and have a lot of versatility in, so to train and race in as well. And so their approach, from my understanding, has been to take a very minimalist approach at it and have basically a single layer of EVA, um, very light upper, and just a rubberized EVA outsole, something that they can reproduce and, and create relatively easily, but still create a solid ride and something that's very fun to run in. And I don't have the specs in front of me, but I, w- I want to say it's in the six ounce range. I think it's like six and a half, six point six or something. But um, yeah, it's it's fun. I mean, it's a shoe for the road. It's not something you're really going to be taking off roading too too much, but but it's fun to get the legs going on it and 
it reminds me a lot of like the Skechers Razor Three. Um, sure. I think they're both lightweight <laughs> tile options. And you'll see too, just from I haven't actually ran in them at all, but you'll see, you know, if you follow them on their media at all, they're they value transparency in their production stuff. They're showing they're showing stuff that's coming down the pipeline that is going to be changed a lot, just trying to keep people in the loop with with what's going on. And I think uh, Michael, the the founder, kind of has talked about how he he doesn't want a shoe that's you're going to fall in love with and then they're going to change it. It sounds like they want something that is you find your shoe and we're going to keep it there for you. Um, so that you don't lose what you love. Yeah. Okay. I've got, can, I, can I just make okay. a comment? How do you think the subscription model is going? It's 50-something dollars, if I understand correctly. How do you think that's going? I want to say it's 55. Yeah, 55. from what it looks like, it's going well, because I think they have a wait list. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, every time they do an Instagram post, it seems like they've just got, like, hop yeah. on the train now type of mentality. They seem to be sort and, of upscaling it really, really sensibly, and that rather than saying, right, we've got – a hundred thousand subscriptions they're, they're releasing a load waiting till they sell out producing <clears> you know at the factory based on those numbers and then releasing another load I, I got in on the first batch so from the uk craig the subscription once mm. you pay the taxes and the shipping is 90 dollars. Uh, but the mm. great thing is sort of the first pair came and then a couple of uh, two months later the second pair came and then after that i was kind of like okay well you know, the third pair let's I, my wife said oh, i quite like these so i went on i changed the colorway changed the size you don't have to just get one color in one size you, you could essentially give your friends a pair of shoes every every two months three months so it's a really interesting model and the one thing i say about them as a company i don't know if you guys have had any um sort of email dealings with them or communication with the company they are incredible i have never had an email that has taken longer for longer than an hour for them to reply to no matter what time of day so i mean that's a massive massive plus so yeah uh, Yeah. i'm really excited about this company i know that you're probably just referring to their um their carbon racer that they're bringing out in i think q1 or q2 aren't they of 21 um that's that's super exciting sorry craig go on i was just going to say something nathan said it reminded me of a a now defunct running shoe company and i apologize if i got it wrong it might have been the vitruvian brand many years ago i've been around long enough to know the, the history this was a brand that came out and promised not to change its shoe from year to year. Mm-hmm. And they went out of business. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it didn't, it, it, it could have been from multiple reasons, but that was the key selling point. And I'm mm-hmm. talking 30 to 40 years ago. Like this was quite some time ago. Um, I think it was the Vitruvian brand. I'll have to, I'll have to go and look it up, but it, it was interesting. Just, we just have had a, we just had a comment that's not unexpected about the shoes from um, Kevin Kirby and and with the, <laughs> you know, and David. Can you hold the shoe up again, David, just to show yeah, what Kevin is referring to? Yeah. Yeah. Let me let me just bring it up so everyone can see it. Yeah, the strike here bit in the midfoot. So look, I don't know whether you want to make a comment on that or not. I mean, you, yeah, you, you don't have to, Kevin. It's not an order. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, it's but kind of like. <laughs> I do get, I do get that. When I first saw that, I, I, you know what I did quite like on the inside when they they gave a bit of spec about oh, yeah. um, about the uh, you know it's a it's a, it's drop or it's offset and you know what what I, I quite like that. Yeah. I would agree that 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 um, 
I can, I can see why that upsets people or rubs people up the wrong way. But I, I, I have so much fun running in this shoe that I, I personally can let that one go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I was nervous about this for, you know, because it is very lightweight. And I, I'm, I'm a fan of cushioning, as we're going to come on to talk about. I'm a fan of big stacks. I like soft, compliant foams. And I was like, oh, I'm, I think this is going to end up, um, you know, a casual day trainer, perhaps, rather than mm. a, sh- a shoe to run in. Um, but that wasn't the case, which was really, really interesting to me i was i was i thought this is going to feel like a um, dare we use the word barefoot shoe but it, but it didn't feel like that to me at all hmm. how how many miles are you getting on a on a pair that you feel you like bet, it's still going well david you could ask that you do a lot more miles than me david you've probably gone through it uh... <laughs> i run in a lot more pairs of shoes too. <laughs> yeah i mean i only have think? 45 i think so I, I haven't really taken it through crazy mileage yeah, I'm just thinking. I've I've probably put maybe seventy k on this. That's all, and, and you, okay. it's just, there's just barely anywhere at all. Yeah. Um, obviously, I can see the dusty, uh, nice, beautiful sort of Californian um, trails that David runs on compared to the wet roads, <laughs> the wet roads of England. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. People are worried about the durability. I, I'm a bit. I'm the same. I've not put enough miles on it yet to know for sure. But like I said, I've got a brand new pair. And my wife's right. got a pair. They're arriving quicker than I can get through them. Put it that way. That's that's a um, good thing. Which is a good a good sign. Yeah. Cool. Right. Do we want? Is anyone want to say anything else about a tray, or should we move on to the next? Uh, oh, here we go. Perfect. Hey, there he is. he's alive. <laughs> I am alive. Thank you guys for your patience. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Matt. How you doing? How you doing? Thanks for joining us. I'm doing great. How is everybody? Not really don't interrupt any any Atreyu stuff. Uh, Kevin Kirby had some great comments there on the that I was watching on the Facebook well, feed. This is perfect timing because we were just all kind of wrapping up what we had to say about it. But let's just get your take on it before we move on. What is there anything um, anything you want to say about this shoe? How much you like it? Uh, the company, the ethos, the the shoe itself. So the from a a marketing and company standpoint, I like the company. I like the concept of having something simple when it seems like we're frequently getting way too complicated, we're throwing a million things in shoes. And I'm not saying this from a, a minimalist standpoint, you do have to recognize that I have that bias, but it's nice to see something that's a little simple, that's cost effective and is doing like marketing and thing and like footwear sales differently. I think that's interesting. I did see that comment. The thing that I'm probably not the biggest fan of, of going that, that classic older, like, Oh, you have to land a certain place here. That's, that's a turnoff. I'm sorry. From a, from a biomechanic standpoint, <laughs> that's, that is a turnoff. I'm with Yeah. 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 We like, were going to land. Maybe we should get together and, and email Michael and just give him some, some feedback on it. Maybe he'll rub yeah. it off the next model. Uh, but then maybe he, he Equally, there may well be people that like it. Hopefully, there aren't people that are yeah. desperately trying to to uh, to achieve it uh, at the cost yeah. of, of other things. But you never know; yeah. people are weird. People are weird, right? Um, perfect. So, next shoe. Where should we go? Sorry, quick, quick, should we go? One more question. One more question. Does it run narrow or wide? You know, I'd probably say for as low profile of a shoe as it is, I would say it probably runs on the wider end, at least through the midfoot and in the toe box. Uh, Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, I would say it's true to size for me, but it's definitely wide in the toe box. I don't know if you guys would agree with that. Yeah, for sure. It sounds like we've. It sounds like we may have convinced Kevin to buy a pair here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, if you uh, if you let me, I was going to say if uh, one of my if you let me know your size, I'll my next subscription. I'll give I'll give them to you, and then you can tell me how they feel. So next up, let's let's go. I feel like this shoe. Uh, caused quite a bit of a buzz 
quarter one of this year because of uh, some of the marketing um, and, and the way the marketing was interpreted. And that is the uh... Infinity React from Nike. It feels like it deserves a mention um, because, of, you know, when this one hit the market, as, as we know, the marketing um, or the way the marketing was interpreted and the social media comments thereafter were essentially that this is going to be the shoe that this is the this is the the holy grail this is the shoe that's going to reduce injury by 52 percent no less which is you know rather rather seductive for all of us um so nathan uh if you you know i'm assuming you guys have all run in this i'm pretty certain i've seen i've seen it on your blog have you all got just a just now yeah Matt. Yeah. Come on, Matt. You've got to sort your staff out here. You've got to get the, you've got to hook, you've got to hook, you've got to hook them up. Let's go. Okay, let's come to Matt I, then. I try. They have shoes that randomly show up at their door, and they're like, where did this come from? But <laughs> it's true. It's awesome. um, so talk to me about your experience with uh, – we'll talk – perhaps we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the claims uh, shortly, but let's talk about the sh- – this is more about the shoes and the experience mm-hmm. and, you know, being runners more, more than anything tonight. So talk to me about your experience as a runner putting on the Infinity React and running it and what it was like for you. I, I'd, I, before we do this, I'd love to hear Nathan and David's take on what they, having not run in it, I want to hear what you guys think when you hear a shoe is going to decrease injury rates by 50 plus percent. <laughs> I call baloney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, I mean, that's a pretty bold claim, right? 50% is pretty dang high by any statistical margin. So if they're going to go and say that, that's if it does, then that's phenomenal. But I, I just don't. Yeah. Just from a number can standpoint. I, can, I just make a, can I just make a comment on that? I mean, we've 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 seen the abstract of the research that they base that on. Nike have a big legal department. They're not going to make claims unless they are pretty confident in them. The, the concern I now have is that it still hasn't been published in a peer-reviewed journal, and it's been a while now. I know the publication process takes time, but we only have the abstract and we've had that for what almost a, over a year now or yeah we got it in january um, we got it in january january yeah yeah so it, it's so either it hasn't been submitted for publication or there's an issue with getting it published or something i i just find it a bit concerning it's getting onto a year and we 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 haven't seen the data and when you look at how quick the the COVID vaccine RCTs have been published in peer-reviewed <laughs> journals. Um, yeah, so it is a bit concerning. We haven't got the actual anything more than the abstract. I, I think it's re- I think it's reasonable for us to say uh, to any non-clinicians and just runners watching that you you shouldn't strike in an exact place in the atreo, and you probably shouldn't expect fifty-two percent reduction in your personal injuries if you put anything to react on. I think that's probably fair, isn't it? Um, but what, what 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 does this Infinity React feel like on on your foot map? Because I've got some fairly specific um, comments about it myself. I just wonder what yours are first, though. I I hated it. It was one of the most <laughs> I've ever put on my feet, and I I spent additional money to get it early, and I never viewed it because it was so bad that I just went, I you know, I thought maybe I should give it some time and then end up just everything got kind of out of control and ever I ended up giving them away. It was a very, to me, it was an uncomfortable shoot. It was, it was, it was a cool concept to see Nike start integrating some things like a rockered sole, um, potentially a, some different ways of doing stability, but it certainly, for me, it was not a stable shoe whatsoever. And we know that just because you label something as stability or it might have a stability component does not make it a stability shoe whatsoever. 
there are plenty of stability shoes that that are incredibly unstable that I would not put anybody with with a true stability need. I'm not saying arch support. I'm saying if you need a little bit for for some time, I would never put them in that kind of shoe. I think for the person that wants a little more simple shoe, wants to be able to wear the Nike logo, likes that soft react foam, which I, I, it's too unstable for me. And they want a rocker shoe. I think it does very well, but I found it to be a very in unsecure upper. Like there was no last lace hook. It was, I was very flimsy on my foot. I felt like I was moving around. I felt like I had to work really hard even to run easy, an easy patient shoe. So I was not a fan. I, yeah. I don't know if it's because or if they couldn't run as much, so they therefore they decrease their injury risk because their mileage is lower. That's <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I just did not for me personally. I know a lot of people that love the shoe. It did not work for my mechanics. It not did not work for somebody who's like I need, you know, I can run in, in stable neutral shoes and do very well. I can run in my pr- pr- preference is some mild stability, like mild, and that was a this is an unstable shoe and very uncomfortable for me personally. And uh, that is even before I got my hands on the abstract and started looking at that. And that was honestly probably, so correct me if I'm wrong, because I want to make sure that I'm reading the right thing. I was quite disappointed in the abstract. As somebody who's going through a PhD program right now, learning how to learn and learning how to research, comparing a quote unquote neutral shoe to a stiff, rigid, and borderline uncomfortable stability shoe, which is what the Nike structure previously was. I know very few people that like that shoe. To have a group of runners with classified, which again, we can get into the discussion on that, a classified neutral mechanics and put them in a stability shoe, which may not be appropriate for them and put them in a shoe that probably fits them better and then have them run together. And that's the only two comparisons. I don't feel like that's valid at all to make a claim that, yeah, we reduced it 50% injuries. Yeah, you reduced it 50% compared to some other shoe that's probably not appropriate for them. But that you can't make that conclusion. You can't be like this shoe decreases injuries by fifty percent. That claim is so massive that I, I personally, as somebody who is respected, respective of the Nike uh, Sports Science Lab, that was pretty. That's scary. That's disappointing to go. I hope you know something I don't, because just based on your abstract, you cannot make that claim. And si- talking to Simon Bartle, he seemed to believe that there was something else going on. So I'm, I'm hopeful that potentially there is, but. I was disappointed. Yeah. I think, like, I think like Craig says, we all assume there must be some stuff they know that we don't because I hope. making making the claims that were made off the back of the things we've seen feels like a bit of a jump. And it's you know, reassuring right. to me to hear you say you, you hated it because I wanted to love this shoe. And I yeah. thought I was gonna I thought I was gonna love it because I loved the epic React. I love the I love React foam. And to me, right. this this felt like this felt like one of my kids had left a bit of Lego in the medial <laughs> arch of my Epic React. That is exactly what yeah. it was like. This is my Epic React with a bit of Lego in it. And it was, it's, oh, this, no. it's, it's, it's this medial, you know, this, this clip, I think they call yeah. it here, just where this ends oh. here, just really, really digs into my medial longitudinal arch. Um, and I've spoken to a lot of people that said the same thing. They just did not find that area comfortable. And when I do see people online that, that you know swoop in to get this shoe when there's a sale at Nike because they love it. I'm like, what do you love? That what are you seeing that I don't? Um, I want to love this shoe. I love React Foam, but yeah, I'm the same. I, I I've tried to sort of say maybe I should break it in. Maybe I should, maybe, but like that's kind of I don't I don't I haven't bought a shoe recently that I've had to break in. Shoes feel most shoes I like feel like slippers from yep. 
you know, minute one. And this no. never did. And I thought, maybe I'll forget that that bit of Lego's there. I have never, you know, I've put 100K on them to really give it a chance. Um, and they are kind of just on the shelf now, for sure. So how, how similar does that clip feel to, like, the guide rails in some of the Brooks, like, GTS? Is it similar at all? It look, Visually, it looks similar. I haven't worn either, actually. So... Um, I've not I, worn the guide. I've not worn the adrenaline or, any, or the, the new guide rail. So I'll let um, I'll let um, Matt, Matt, you've David, done both. Matt, Matt or David answer that one. Yeah, it's the the ones on the Infinity Rack feel like oh, a hard plastic that's sticking into your foot. The guide rails on something like the adrenaline feel like it's integrated into the shoe. Where I don't notice the guide rails themselves, but I notice what they're trying to do to my foot very gently. So it's basically one of them, the Brooks seems to have integrated them very well. And that, that, that shoe is still a moderate to high stability shoe, or it's going to be different than it was in the past before that. So those people who have been wearing like the 15, 16, 17, you have to know that the adrenaline design is much different. It still provides a high level of stability. It's just different. Whereas I found the, the clips in the Infinirex just be like hard plastic, which probably means they're going to work very well for people who don't need stability, right? But for those who do or those who are sensitive to that stuff, they may have an issue. And there are plenty of people who have, you know, very stiff neutral mechanics and you put any additional stuff there and they it irritates something. There's other people who are super stiff who love it. It's just going to depend. I'm not Side surprised note. a large portion of people want that shoe. Side yeah. note, David, I think you should go into hand modeling with your showing of the uh, <laughs> adrenaline there. Oh, yeah. That's pretty nice. That was, that was nice. I'm doing it with the mirror image, too. I'm like, yeah. that's my pretty left, good. Right? Magi- like, magician's assistant to... level, that was superb. <laughs> okay. The camera cool. got inverted on me. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to say that the adrenaline has been mentioned because that's the only shoe I actually have here with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I have two shoes, but that's one of them. But it, but interesting, that is my go-to shoe. I've got a pile of shoes sitting in front of me, and I go for a run. That's the one I just I grab. It's the one I want to run in. We can definitely, um, in, in the quick fire later, Craig, we'll be talking yeah. about your your, ho- your your hooves and what they like. Don't worry about that. Well, yeah, um, no, don't, forget, don't forget those. Oh, no. Jesus Christ. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's a horror show. It's a horror show. I feel like we've, I feel like we've trashed, trashed the Infinity React just enough to make our point and not quite enough for Nike's lawyers to hunt us down. So we'll move on super quick, and we're going to move into... No, uh, for- I should say that I'm, I appreciate that they are starting to think, but I think they, they, they need to be careful about what they say and how they say it. Yeah. Because people, consumers don't always know the difference and that might get them in the hot water. So, I mean, Viber made some pretty cl- like like more subtle claims than that, and they got sued. So, I'd be again, when you make claims like that, you better have great data to follow it up or you're going to be in trouble. Yeah, great data or great lawyers or great lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about the um, let's talk about the endorphin range. Um, I've got the speed here. Looks like Nathan. Looks like you guys. Are, oh, you got the shift and the pro there. Uh, so between us, we got all three. Um, this is obviously the mutant colorway. I think some of the, the colorways they've recently bought out are, are just way way better. I can't wait to get my hands on some of them. Um, this range is super super interesting to me. Like. Uh, I, 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 it's, I'll be honest, I don't have a massive pedigree with Ciccone shoes. Um, they're, not, they're not shoes I've always loved, always reached for. Um, 
But as far as let's talk about the pro first, Nathan, we'll come to you because you're on screen holding it up. Yeah. You know, the pro was sort of released as the um, I th- I'm sure I, I read one person comment on it being the, the Vaporfly killer, you know, because the Vaporfly was dominating and this was their stiff carbon plate racing shoe, aggressive rocker. Um, talk, talk to us about the pro, your, your experience with it, your thoughts on it. Yeah, um, I'll just start with kind of personal experience with it and um, and not go into too much of this, you know, science or whatever behind it. But I've, this has just been a shoe that I've really had a pleasure running in. Um, and just the combination of, of the, the bounciness of the foam, it just feels effortless running. I feel like for me, when I go out in this shoe, I just get into my rhythm and it just, it's effortless is what it feels like. It doesn't feel like there's anything that's pushing me one way or another, or trying to drive me too fast forward. Like some of these racing shoes with really big, like toe springs or rockers make you feel like you have to run really, really fast. Um, whereas this one, let me fall back into some like marathon, even like longer than like longer run pace in them, uh, which was really fun to do. And, uh, I just felt like my legs weren't beat up like they usually do after long runs. Like if I would do some half marathons or whatever in this, in the shoe. So they're just super fun. Um, they do have the rocker. That's what they call their speed roll technology is the design of the midsole. Um, and you can kind of just see the design of the rocker within the foam here. And they have their, their plate follows this kind of S curve through um, where it kind of starts higher and dips lower into the, into the uh, meat of the midsole, but um, just really enjoyable, really enjoyable, really uh, light uh, on top where it, it does lock you down, but there's enough room and aeration in the foot that, that it just makes it fit a lot of, I feel like it fits a lot of different kinds of feet because there's enough volume in the forefoot. Um, not just width, but kind of the whole encompassing without it being stretchy because it's kind of this minimal upper. So, yeah, I, I love this shoe. Cool. Uh, what's, your, what's your? You must get some. You must get some rainfall in Wisconsin. I'm guessing maybe yeah, you know, similar to what we do in, in England. Oh, yeah. um, what's your experience with that shoe in the wet? Uh, yeah, have you I, had any, any problems with it? I did not. Um, I remember one day in particular, I took it out. Um, I took it out for a like a 10k tempo. And so I was trying to bring it down to like my 5k, 10k pace and it was raining that day. And I even was doing hills. Um, the, it's one of my favorite roads in Stevens point here, but I was going down some hills and it has some turns on that, like steeper turns on that road actually, or sharper turns on that road. And I, I didn't have any issues, um, with, with traction with this one. Did you have, did you notice things differently? I've definitely felt a little bit slip, slippery, slippery in it huh. than I than I would probably like. But I, I run at a much slower pace than, than all of you guys, I should add. So that, maybe that comes into it. My contact times are probably horribly long. Um, <laughs> let's let's uh, let's move on to the the speed. Um, and I, I've got real a real affinity for this shoe. I feel like this shoe is is you know if, if I'm going away if I, well pre pandemic if I was going away for a for a week and I was packing light and I had a few different sessions planned and I could only take one shoe for me at least this feels like the shoe I'd probably reach for it feels like the shoe that can can be a little bit of everything um David have you had much uh, much much time much mileage in the speed I have yeah it's actually in behind my door there I should have brought it in <laughs> but <laughs> I have the pro here but <laughs> I actually, I think I probably like the speed more than the other two here. Um, for them, it was a little unstable. They can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I don't really need too much stability. I find that I like it really well for the long runs and just for that protection on my feet. I actually have done a full marathon in the endorphin speed when we were testing the shoe. 
and I was fine the next day. Like I just, I mean, I wasn't blasting it out like a race pace or anything, but it was just just a casual two forty seven. Yeah, I, I know, I'm not even going to ask. I'm not even going to ask. <laughs> infuriating. <laughs> but I, I do that. I've done several workouts in the endorphin speed. I did a long run the other day, and I closed out the last like three miles really hard in it. So the shoe can go fast and it can go slow, and I think that's. I feel like it's the best in that middle range though. For me, like a very controlled effort where I'm still moving, but I'm not exactly pushing would probably be right around that 610 range, like 610 to 620 per mile. And that's where it feels like really, really nice. And so like I can just block, I could just do that for a long, long time in that shoe. I feel like it does lose a little bit of responsiveness going down into those more 5k, 10k kind of ranges. I wouldn't want to race in it. Um, but I also like that very responsive, stiff forefoot, that almost explosive feeling that you would get out of the pro or the alpha fly or something like that. Um, but it's still a really, really good shoe. I, I do really like the endorphin speed. Yeah. Um, it's funny it, hearing, hearing you say that you, you're a big fan of it because you like the, the softness compared to the other two. It's really interesting having read a lot of your guys' blogs and watched every single one of your YouTube videos. I've definitely found that, that the shoe, you know, when you've listened to reviewers and you think, I think this reviewer likes all the things that I like. You just seem to find that. And, and I, I've certainly read someone online recently saying, what's the point of even having shoe reviewers? Because shoe, shoe fit and comfort and shoe wear is so personal, which, of course, I agree with. But at the same time, when you can find a reviewer that you think, you know, speed aside, I, I suspect um, we differ significantly there. I know we do. But it seems like whatever you like on your feet, I seem to quite like on my feet as well. So. You know, I think if you can find a reviewer that likes the things you like, then the, when a brand new shoe comes out, that's the first reviewer you go to and say, OK, yeah. what do they think? What do they feel about it? I think that's a really, really valuable thing. Um, Matt, it, it seems like you don't like things that are too compliant. You, you like something a bit firmer just from kind of the things we've had before. Have you yeah. the shift? I, the shift. Is the only, uh, I've, I've got the pro. I've got the speed. I don't have the shift. I've not put the shift on. From what I've read, it's the most stable of the gang of the of the family. Is that true? It certainly is. Again, no traditional stability elements, but certainly a wide platform, uh, some reinforcements on the medial side. I love this heel cup. It's not really, a, I wouldn't call it a counter per se, but like, cause it's more external, but it, uh, this shoe is a great up tempo trainer or maximalist trainer for those who let's say that they, they're used to training in the speed or, or they use the pro, but want something just a little bit more there, but still have the option to go a little quicker. The shift is a wonderful shoe to be able to do that. Again, it's not a stability shoe. It's more of your kind of structured maximalist trainer. And I love it. I love the upper. The upper is extremely comfortable. I feel like that is, is one of the things that was missed about this. The endorphin line was how incredible the uppers are where they didn't have to have incredibly stiff heel counters, which I can be very sensitive to. They created these very secure but lightweight, breathable uppers. And I think the shift does a great job of providing that. Like I've done, you know, 20-mile long runs where I've run up Glendora Mountain Road. For those in Southern California, you know what that is, where I've run up that and then hammered the whole way down. It's 10 miles downhill um, with a significant elevation change and been totally fine afterwards, even though this is not the the – uh, PB foam. I like it. It's a great mileage shoe. Uh, for those who don't want, let's say, because a lot of maximal shoes can be a little sluggish. This one is not. This one can still move. So it's, it's part of the endorphin line. It's going to move. 
So I, I really have enjoyed the shoe. Yeah. I feel like uh, that's one of those shoes that has been a little bit polarizing for people in terms of, yeah. you know, I, I wish that the, that the um, shift was a little bit more compliant, but I, I was with Matt and enjoying, enjoying the ride there. It's not like a plot along kind of shoe. It's a, you got to be wanting to, to put in at least some kind of an effort into the run. Um, so yeah, I like that shoe a lot. I did find that the warm up was not the most comfortable in this shoe. Like that first mile, half mile, you know, it's four thirty, five o'clock in the morning. I'm trying to wake myself up. It, it's not the most comfortable thing, but as soon as you get into groove, it just shines. It again, it's it's meant to go. It's not meant to be a plotter. It's meant to go normal or up tempo paces, but still plenty of protection. Yeah, I, I think. So I was just going to say just a question here from Kevin. How does the Endorphin Pro compare to the Nike Vaporfly, Alphafly, and Feel? Do you want to take that? I I, uh, I will. I, I think David actually should take it for Alphafly, though. Uh, yeah, we're going to come on. The Alphafly is the next shoe up, so don't talk about the Alphafly too much, though. I know you. I know this is you know. I, I saw your last episode. Uh, I know how oh. you feel about this shoe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, David, you take it because like Kevin. Kevin in his day was his marathon times were very very similar to yours. Um, so. I feel like uh, you're the best person to answer this for him. Okay. Um, well, if I'm just going to oversimplify it, like just a very quick general comparison, I would just say that the Endorphin Pro relies a little bit more on that speed roll technology of that roll and that rocker. And that ex- and the responsiveness will come from the combination of that and that carbon plate where it's kind of propelling you off. Whereas the Alpha Fly is almost on the other extreme where it's very soft and compliant. Whoops, you just... David just froze on Oops, us. David, David just froze on us. Oh. Midway, midway through talking about his absolute favorite shoe as well. <laughs> I, heard, I heard David say in one of our other times, we, we did compare these on another episode once, and he talked about like a mini trampoline versus a big trampoline, where you get kind of a little bounce from the, um, from the pro, and you get this kind of like big bounding effect from, uh, from the alpha fly. Yeah, which is which for some people can be challenging because the Alpha Fly the, that foam is very it gives quite right. a bit. So while there's a lot of rebound, it's also not the most stable. So you're going to get a lot of bounce, but you better make sure you have stable mechanics mm-hmm. to utilize that shoe well. Whereas the Pro is much more, as I've said a million times, much more stable. The speed roll really keeps your efficiency forward. So I feel like it's a much more efficient shoe, and will probably work for a very different population. I can't say one is better than the other one for everyone. It's just a different shoe that's going to work better for a different population. Like for me, yeah. the Pro works a lot better than the, off of the Vaporfly. David, sorry, we, sorry about that, David. We, we, we lost you there. Basically, Nathan and, Matt okay. told, Nathan and Matt told us beforehand, if you start going on about the Alpha Fly too much, just pull the plug, pull the plug on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they, we, we actually push you out. Let's uh, let's let's co- let's come back to you and let's let's get stuck straight into. Um, I've got a different colorway here, but let's get stuck straight into yeah. the Alpha Fly because this was the, the the talk of the year. They were like honestly getting hold of it in the UK. Um, that first colorway, the black and green one, was getting hold of that was it was like finding rocking horse poo. It was it was ridiculous. Oh, um, this one was a little bit easier. The mango one, they've now got the mango one out as well, and it's getting a bit easier to get hold of. But this is the big one because. We'll, we'll come on to talk about our next shoe in a minute, which has been a bit of a record breaker in recent weeks. But this was the one that 
that had all the controversy because everyone was breaking records and uh, people were either loving it or they were very upset by it. It was it was um, it was likened to at one point I heard it likened to performance enhancing drugs. You know, we we know all the kind of stuff that's going going on with this shoe. We can't talk about shoes in 2020 and not talk about the Alpha Flight. So yeah, um, go on. You 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 take the reins. It's your shoe. We'll interrupt you if you get if you if we yeah. can't stop. I'll just start by saying, ask Kenanisa Bekele if it's performance enhancing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shots fired. <laughs> no, no, I love Kenanisa Bekele, by the way. And I, and I like the Alpha Fly, but it's not a shoe for everyone. That's my point. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's performance enhancing necessarily, but I do think it's very protective. And so if you are light on your feet, Chogate and Galen Rupp are the two guys that come to my mind for like the ideal gate pattern. And this is like quote unquote ideal. This is obviously arbitrary, but the way they land and move through their gate cycle, they are very smooth and like almost perfectly where that hoof begins. And if they fall back slightly when they're tired, it's not that big of a deal. And so you see someone with those two guys specifically, they look so beautiful, just like, like just every single stride is right underneath them. Very good, very smooth cadence. You look at someone <laughs> like Bekele and his stride pattern's a little bit on the quicker side, a little bit of a shorter turnover. And I think he just responds better to the next percent a little bit more. But the shoe's very, very bouncy and very responsive. And I do feel like it elongates your stride a little more um, than some people might like. And so the, in my review, I said the same thing. The shoe is one of the most responsive things I've ever put on my feet, if not the most. But you have to be able to control that motion. If you don't control it, that you end up just kind of losing your own legs and you might even slow down, which I think some people are finding and that they they go back to the next percent or the Vaporfly or the Endorphin Pro and the Alpha Fly is kind of almost more of a second choice depending on the distance or on the runner. Um, but I mean, I really like it. I I do tend to land in that region a little bit more and I do have a little bit more of a longer flowy stride. So I just I just kind of like getting to that rhythm and that cadence, and I like that it feels like it pushes me a little bit more. I like that feeling when I go fast. But I, I don't work out in this shoe. I literally only do strides and races in it. I, I don't like that feeling when I'm trying to keep things under control. <laughs> so in terms of like a controlled workout effort, I mean, this is definitely a special day type of shoe for me. Um, yeah. One of the things yeah. I, I noticed when I first wore it at a much slower pace than you um, was just how my legs felt the next day in that I didn't feel them at all. You know, it was a certain session that, that I know in other shoes I'd wake up and I'd probably just, you know, because I'm 42, I'd walk to the, to the toilet first thing in the morning and my calves would probably just let me know that I'd, I'd, I'd done some intervals the day before. And I woke up and I was like, I feel like I feel like I'm cheating. I feel like I didn't work out yesterday. Like, I don't know if that's uh, anyone else's experience at the quicker paces you guys run or whether that's just my le level of conditioning. But uh, for me, it felt like, wow, I, I can understand why people feel like they, they can recover quicker after wearing this shoe. Is that, is that your guys' experience? Yeah, and I think that's actually why I raced in it those last two 5Ks. I think Nathan thinks I love this shoe a lot more than I think I love this shoe. <laughs> But <laughs> make fun of him a lot. Because <laughs> both of those 5Ks, I had big training weeks going into it, and I was feeling very fatigued and tired. And so for me, I was actually, like on the last one, I was going between the Razor Elite and the Alpha Fly. 
Um, let me grab the Razor Elite. That's just the Skechers Razor Elite. Um, two completely different shoes. This is five ounces, still plated, but this one's eight ounces. But I can go probably a little quicker in the Razor Elite, but I wanted the impact protection and my legs feeling a little bit more fresh in that third mile. So I chose the Alpha Fly. But if I was going fresh and fast and in a group where this is going to be a really fast 5k i'm probably going to opt for something else i'm probably not going to race in the alpha fly for that short of a distance but i've had the same experience where you just you feel like you recover a lot better you feel a lot fresher at the end of the run in the race and afterwards you don't feel as beat up as well and the same thing in the endorphin pro i think they did a good job with that as well there were strong rumors that you turn up to races with two three pairs of shoes allegedly having not made your mind up what you're going to wear and the other two boys are like, he's going to wear the Alpha Fly. And he's 100%, of the, 100% of the time, you wear the Alpha Fly. Um, and it's happening again, it's happening again uh, tomorrow. I think. I, I'm calling it for tomorrow. I call it Alpha Fly. <laughs> all, all bets are off. All bets are off. Um, let's, uh, let's segue from the Alpha Fly that, 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 that sort of got all of the, the, the plaudits for, you know, a lot of the world records that fell in the, in the sort of second quarter of the year and sort of during that pandemic and when racing started again. And then let's move on to this chap um which in the last um again we've got slightly different colorways here but in the last uh i guess three weeks at uh, valencia it pretty much destroyed the field uh, not it's the the, you know, the athletes wearing it of course um <laughs> but, you know let's not let's not forget those um but all of a sudden i remember all of the, i remember going back six months to everyone saying this is unfair and it's unfair and this needs that the alpha fly needs to be banned because Unless you're a Nike athlete, you've got no chance whatsoever. And every race, it was like, well, were they wearing the Alpha Fly? Were they wearing the next percent? And then Valencia came along. And, and the um, for those that don't know, I'm sure most people do, this is the Adi Zero Adios Pro. Um, and all of a sudden, after that, everyone changed their tune a bit. And everyone was like, oh, well, now if you're not on an Adidas or, or a Nike athlete, it's not fair. Or, and you're just like, oh, God, come on. Um, now, I'll be honest, uh, when, I, when I put this on, it immediately felt... Like this is this is my shoe because my 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 absolute jam has always been the Boston, the Adidas Boston Boost. That is kind of my my first love, and this just felt like a like a Boston Boost that had had some steroids just injected into the midsole, and it just just felt so so good. A bit slippery on, on on the wet ground for me at least. But um, Nathan, have you had much time in this shoe? No. Nope. So Matt, again, Matt's the only one who's done that. He uh, he, he he went deep and. In- dove into it to get it himself so he's the only one who's got time in it i do have thoughts on the design we cool. can get into Let, later, let's talk but... about yeah let's talk about matt's time and then let's yeah. uh, in experience and let's come back to you for your your yeah. thoughts so i went to great lengths to get this shoe before it was officially released and i was hoping for a nike uh, not a nike <laughs> contact that backfired heavily on me when i took a dump on some of the designs i do have to say the upper is one of my favorite uh racing uppers this thing, the, the mobility of it, I don't know if people all know that there are multiple lace holes. You can adjust this any way you want. I really like the upper. It's, it's a great fit. It tends to work very well. If you have a wider foot, you can stung it down. You have a narrow foot. I really like that. The sole, it doesn't feel like the Alpha Fly or Vaporfly. Light Strike Pro feels different. When I run in this shoe, it doesn't feel like I'm cheating. I still have to really work on it. I did like the way that they set up the plate versus the rods where the plate in the back definitely acts for those of you who might need a little stability. Definitely worked very well for me. Who Those who tend to rock, who invert a little bit more, especially the heel, this thing is pretty majorly beveled. So it's nice and smooth, but you'll be pitched out a little bit. I, 
I did not like the way this this toe spring was designed. I think for a elite runner that's moving at a very fast pace, it's going to be going to transition over that so quickly. For but for anybody below that, I think the problem is this is way too aggressive. And I sent this photo to a friend of mine, uh, Jeffrey Gray, over it. He's going, "Hey, what do you think of this?" And he said the exact same thing I felt was it is way too aggressive. It this the the rods are way too stiff. And the toe spring is too late for your average runner. For an elite runner, it's going to be great, right? And we know from the literature that different people respond differently to sole stiffness. So I think it's great. And I'm not surprised to see the shoe breaking records, but I think it's for a different reason to be able to use those plates rather than the foam. It's still a great, it's still a fun shoe. Um, I'll be totally honest. I spent $400 um, on a website to get this early and was disappointed and will never do that again. Uh, and I'm pretty sure this off some people at Adidas and have thoroughly killed that contact for us forever. <laughs> I'm like, Nathan's a magician at this, so maybe he can fix this, but I think I killed I mean, that. But yeah, it's just, there's some components that have to be worked on. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what a shoe would have to do to impress me if I'd spent $400 on it, though, in fairness. <laughs> that's a, that's a yeah, bar, I cried it? when I ran it the first time. I'm like, that was, this is, I should not have done this. Should have been patient, should have waited. It would, I mean, have, to gro- it would have to do your grocery shopping for you or something. <laughs> um, Nathan, let's come to you and talk a bit about the, the design as someone who's not worn it, and, you know, with your sort of more sort of uh, biomechanical clinical hat on. Yeah, so this is totally cerebral stuff, no experience in the shoe itself, but. Um, I think what I appreciate about the design, and we're, we're starting to see a couple things in shoe design also going this this route. But using, for those who aren't familiar, Matt referenced that there's the there's kind of a, a carbon fiber plate through the heel, but then it changes into these rods where there's, <clears throat> I believe there's five rods that run up through the yeah. forefoot. And I think what I appreciate about that is it provides the level of stiffness that the shoe needs um, for kind of balancing out some of the soft foam that's under there. But it allows for decoupling, potentially, I mean, I haven't ran in it, but it allows for decoupling of it as you roll through your toe. So if you're somebody who's rolling a little bit more on the inside or medial side of the foot versus the outside, those rods might be able to adapt in that direction, in kind of that medial lateral direction, to allow it to be comfortable for a couple different types of runners. Um, Instead of having a plate that's going to be acting as one unit through the whole thing, they're dissociated with one another. Um, You can kind of think about, for anybody who's ran at Newton, you know, they have their lugs that they use in the forefoots and they have, you know, to have them act a little bit independently. Um, and I do, I do appreciate that difference uh, between all the other um, plated shoes. Although, you know, I think now that I say that, um, I think the Rocket X or Carbon, the um, Carbon X has um, kind of a cut in it for the, the first ray as well. Um and so I, I just appreciate that decoupling aspect for the flexibility in the forefoot for it to act a little bit differently for who the runner is. Yeah. And certainly if you're out there thinking, oh, I'm not an elite runner, <clears throat> said, maybe, maybe I shouldn't get it. I'm not an elite runner. I, love it. I think if you love the Boston Boost, give this a go. I think this is my favorite of all the carbon plated shoes I have. It's, it's right up there, right up there. Um, but your points are very well made, Matt, for sure. Um, also, I did also I did have to say I did enjoy it. for for anything running long and trying to run up tempo. It's one of my it's it's a favorite. I've continued to use it, which is why I'm not going to show you what the left lateral heel looks like and why I want to send these to David. He'll probably send them right back to me. Um, so I do have a good number of miles, but for like up tempo running, like if you're doing a steady state or something like that, 
it, the efficiency is great. So I'm not surprised to see that records are broken. I don't think the shoe is making them run faster. I think it's helping them maintain a pace longer. Yeah. Based on uh, the, 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 the plate design, but I'm curious to know what, how you, how you liked it. You said it's one of your favorites. Right up there. Like it, yeah. you know, when you're constantly trying to recalibrate your list, aren't you? And you're trying to sort of slide there. You're giving it way too much time and way too much thought, if we're being honest, but it is, it is right up there. And I know that we'll probably talk about 2021 towards the end of this pod, but um, they're bringing out the, they're bringing out two more models of it, you know, quarter two, 21, or at least that's the rumor. The, the uh, Adios Pro 2 and the Adios Pro X, I think. So it's heartbreaking to hear that you've completely crushed your uh, your contacts there. Um, and also they're bringing out, I've seen, I've certainly seen a picture of the, the Boston 10, which yeah, actually, looks, actually yeah. looks like, like it's, uh, it, it's, it's got a much thicker sort of higher stack. It so, looks um, like the, uh, the, the sister of the endorphin speed to the pro looks like exactly. what the Boston is. Yeah. 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 So as an Adidas fan, and they've always just, like I say, they've always just fit my feet well next year is is potentially a very very exciting year but i know that it's not you to come to to get hooked up matt that's good to know um i also love the boston by the way i'm i am also a undercover adidas fan so again that's why i spent that much money (laughs) you have to be a fan you have to be a fan they're the only shoes it sounds like you have to pay for anymore (laughs) no there's a couple so let's 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 do some, um, just looking at the time, let's do some quick fire questions just for you three guys. So these are very, you know, just, just your, just your um, you know, I've not, I've not primed you. You don't know what's coming. Just the first thing that comes to mind, I say no right or wrong answers, purely opinion based. And just the way you're on my screen is Nathan, uh, Matt, David. So I'll just go in that order. So we'll go Nathan first, then Matt, then David. Uh, first question, one shoe of all the shoes released in 2020, Nathan, top for you, your favorite shoe of 2020. Mine was Endorphin Pro. Endorphin Pro, Matt. Yep. I don't. I I don't know if I could say I have a favorite. To be honest, come There's on, a lot of the good you gotta, stuff. I have to do it. I don't know if I can pull that bandaid off. <laughs> do it. Give us a shake. It's been a good year. We know this. Oh, is, oh, is, is that be... the Kyono? Ky- Actually, I knew it was the Kyono light for you because I saw yeah, the last episode. Yeah, we'll come. We'll come back to that in a second. I already know the answer, uh, David. Dare I ask? Hang it, hold it up. <laughs> <What's that>? <laughs> <laughs> it's just the Alpha Fly, really. Isn't it? Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> okay. Uh, next question. It's it's Christmas in. Well, uh, six days time, at least everywhere here except London, where they just cancelled it, sadly. But uh, let's assume Christmas morning you come down, you can choose one pair of shoes that are under <coughs> your tree for you. Any pair of shoes from 2020 that are under your tree. Nathan? Mm, that, I don't, that I don't have? Yeah, it's probably a reasonable way to, to, to frame it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would put the uh, Adios Pro as, as what I'd want to see under there. Great choice. Yeah. Matt? It, it has to have come out in 2020. Yeah, I mean, technically, this is a 2020 podcast, but you know, no one's going to call us on it. So just, yeah, <laughs> just say, whatever, say whatever you want. Let me let me just say that I well, technically, I actually have a pair. I can't say what it is, but I can tell you that I want another one, and it'll be coming 2021, probably first quarter. I want another, but if I had to. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what that is, but I want a pair now. <laughs> no, definitely, Craig. No, it's not. <laughs> no offense to Oka. I have a feeling somebody's going to... I honestly, 
I would love to see what the finalized version. I would love to have a pair of those yellow Audios Pro as well. Yeah, I do like this shoe. So sharp. That color is just absolute fire, isn't it? It is. I have a I have a pair of the original Audios in that yellow color, that highly gibberish colorway, and it is still one of my favorites. Version two was my absolute favorite. Is one of my favorite racing flats ever. David, David, what's under the Christmas tree? Oh man! Another pair of alpha, <laughs> another pair of alpha fly. Yeah, probably. In mango, mango. I'm a three stripes guy, but I'm actually. Uh, I would probably say the Audios Pro, but I've really, really wanted to run in the Takumi Sens, the new Takumi Sens, and also, yeah, and that's out. And then the other one for that 2021 early quarter, the Carbon X2 which people are running around in right now. Mm. And I, I'm really, really mm. interested in it. Mm. So any one of those three, I'd be delighted. Cool. Craig, what would be under your tree? Another pair of adrenaline or another pair of... Um, no, I, I, I would go with what David said, the, the Carbon X2. I've, I've um, got the one. and But I did, and I think I sent you a link to this, it was a YouTube video which someone went through the, their best plated shoes of the year. And I'd be interested to see what the others think about this. They put the Hocker carbon plate as a good training shoe, as the best plated mm-hmm. shoe of the year. And, and they put the other shoes more into marathon, half marathon, 10K shoes. But they looked at the Hocker carbon plate as, as a good training shoe, mm-hmm. if you're into carbon plates. So I don't know how this feel about that. Is that – are you talking about the, the current Rocket X or the, uh, the Carbon X? No, the, the Rocket X, yeah. I would agree with that. That shoe is, it's a great shoe. It was very comfortable, stiff, but I found it more enjoyable for up-tempo efforts and even using as a lighter weight, stiff uh, trainer, personally, yeah. for my for my mechanics. I do like super light shoes. So I, I, I would actually agree with that. If you are faster and more aggressive, I can certainly see being able to do some, some uh, pretty nasty things with that shoe. A nasty meaning a good way. Like <laughs> nasty, you know, in, nasty in a, in a cool way. Um, so, yeah, sort of slightly, slight variation on the on the one one pair of shoes question. You you have to give away every single pair of shoes you own, and you're only allowed to run every session, every race day in one pair of shoes forevermore. You got to do your long runs in it, your tempo runs, your intervals. You got to turn up on race day. Nathan, one shoe forevermore on your foot. Which what is it? Yeah, it's actually going to be. It's it's not a shoe that we talked about in our end of the year. That I, I didn't pick it for that, but if that's the if that's the criteria, it's going to be uh, Mizuno Wave Rider Twenty Four, um, which I I've always loved the Wave Rider. It fits. I don't need to go into it. That's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> good, good to get some Mizuno love. We can't talk about yes. every model, but yeah, it's good to get, mention Mizuno. Uh, Matt, what's your one shoe forevermore? Um, oh gosh, I might from from twenty twenty. Uh, no, no. I think we're just we're just we're just gone. The rules are out of the window now. So <laughs> it, it, it would definitely have to be close to um, what Nathan said. The Rider Twenty Four. I know I'm not to talk about this, but the Rider Neo. We can't review it because it's not. It's a non-US shoe, but it, it, that sh- I have gotten to try on a pair, and it made me go, "Oh my gosh, I want this!" But I don't want to spend three hundred, two hundred dollars on a trainer. Um, from, so it'd be, it'd probably be the, what Nathan said, the writer, which was that they, Mizuno did a great job with the energy. I'm super excited 
to see what they come up uh, come out with next following year. But for right now, based on I'm going to have to go with the pro. And my reason for this is I used it for daily training. The second I got this when my fiance was running at the Olympic trials the day before I ran 20 miles watching her in this shoe had no problem. Did a hill workout the next day. And I've used this for every kind of thing you can imagine. So the pro as someone who loves lightweight trainers, that would be my, my go-to one shoe to do it all. I've also awesome. raced a five K in it. And same question, lastly, to David. What, what's your one shoe of all time, and why is it the Alpha Fly? Well, I mean, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, this next one needs no introduction. It's, uh... <laughs> Just kidding. Ha ha! Gotcha. Ah, there you go. Um, Skechers Razor Elite, and my main reasoning is because if we can only have one shoe, that means I have to train in it too, and I don't want to train in the Alpha Fly. I, I don't like running slow in it. It feels too mushy, and I feel like I'm sinking into it. I only like it for going fast. But the Razor Elite, I can do both in. It's basically it's the same midsole as the Skechers Razor 3, except it's plated. And then they stripped down the upper into a monomesh upper, so they got an ounce or so down. It's like 5.4 ounces, I want to say. And the shoe's incredibly light. It's got good gear out, so it'll last just as long as the other Razor, if not longer. And I've gone as high as 14, 15 miles in it. I've run as fast as like 420, 430 mile pace, hitting repeats on the track. I've slowed down and run 520, 530 miles for long tempos in it. It's it's very, very versatile. And if if I'm going to have to choose train, race, everything, all the above, I'm going to go with the Razor Elite. Good choice. I'm surprised we're 59 minutes into a podcast with the doctors of running, and it's the first mention sketches I've had. To be honest, I'm, we, we you know we should have had a sweepstake on that. I would have thought their name was going to come up a lot sooner. Yeah. <laughs> what about what about what about you, Ian? What shoe would you you keep? Uh, one shoe forevermore. Yeah. Um, for I'm this. <laughs> oh, really? Four percent. Wow. Four percent flying. It's just really? the, it's just the it's the OG. It's just it's like a pair of slippers. It's uh, yeah. I, I just I, I was I was reaching for the Adidas then, and it just there it was, just looking at me, and I was just oh. the other thing is the Nova Blast. Oh, this shoe is <laughs> this this shoe is just an absolute workhorse, and I just I keep saying to myself every easy run, pick something different, and then it, it's basically it's the Nova Blast to me is like the Alpha Fly on race day for, for David. It's like I go for one shoe, and my hand just finds it, just goes over <laughs> to the Nova Blast. But yeah, I think it would be the. The oh no, or would it be the Boston Boost? Ah, oh, yeah, it's tough. I don't know. I've just realised how horrible those questions are. I apologise. They're, 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 they're really difficult. To answer, right? Let's um, let's look forward to twenty twenty one. I've already said I'm excited about what what the um the Adi Zero Adios Pro bring out, and also the Boston Ten. But you guys probably have got. It sounds like Matt's got loads of cool stuff. He can't even the stuff you're allowed to tell us. What what should we be looking forward to in in 21 that you guys are aware of and that we're all allowed to know about? I think one thing, this isn't a specific shoe. Um, well, this I'm going to show a specific shoe, but what I'm excited about in 2021, it isn't necessarily the shoe. So this is um, the Nimbus Light uh, 2 from ASICS. And I think what this shoe is showing, you know, we were talking to their developers and t- they were just talking about how these kind of models allow them to play uh, with new ideas and new shaping and new geometries more than their stable or their staple models, because 
people, they have a following there and they don't want to lose those people. But um, when you, when you hold the shoe in your hand, even just the, you know, the look of the outsole uh, itself, but then when you dive into some of these, you can see the ridge here on the shaping of the midsole. I think what we're going to see in 2021 are all these companies taking what's been learned about in the research regarding midsole geometry and how that can provide um, a platform that allows the foot to do what it wants to do without pushing it one way or another. I think we're just going to see this change in what shoes look like because this midsole looks different. Um, in terms of shaping, you even saw some with the glide ride last year in terms of how the two foams would come together to interact, Kiona Light. Um, so I think ASICs in general um, is definitely playing around with midsole shaping, and that excites me for 2021 to see what they're going to do um, and what it feels like and how it ends up cool. performing on the, on the run. David, um, what, what are you looking forward to? Uh, similar as Nathan. So I'm looking forward to how they play with geometry and two companies that I'm actually really excited for about that. One I have in my hand is Saucony. So this is the new Hurricane 23. Um, we are allowed to talk about that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> it's out? We did post it's that out. review. So hopefully it's out, it's not it's out one one. <laughs> it's out one one. Okay, okay. So it is a 2021 shoe, but it's the same thing. You look at the way they contour the midsole and the geometry. And there's all these contours and expansions and flares. And uh, it's just really cool how they played with it. And this shoe, I, I don't really like Max Stability shoes. And I really, really like this shoe. And I think Saucony has been doing a great job with just improving all of their footwear over 2020. And I think they're going to continue to do that over 2021. And I think the other company is Hoka One One. Um, Outside of the giant heel flares that they're doing, um, they're also playing around with a lot of geometry and things. And um, I'm just very excited to see some, like, not that one. <laughs> uh, it is an atrocious looking shoe, isn't it? Um, oh. oh, man. Yeah, it's so I think there's a medical condition named after that shoe, right? <laughs> yeah. it, help, it helps my name on the run. That, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah there's a couple specific models in 2021 that i'm really really looking forward to from hoka and i can't say much about those but we uh we look forward to reading your we read your reviews (laughs) in in, in due course um and like i said at the very start for those um who aren't familiar with these guys and their work we're going to link to all of their podcasts and their youtube channel and their their blog and i do i do encourage people genuinely to check it out Um, lastly uh matt uh 2021 that you're allowed to talk about what's what's coming what's what 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 um floats your boat i'm i'm really excited for a lot of companies i think when we talked to asics they made a comment that if if people thought that what they did in 2020 was intense it's going to be a negative split for them in 2021 and based on the stuff i've seen that's true but it's also true for a lot of other companies as well so asics for sure with how they're playing with geometry how they're doing stability how they're doing speed I, it's there's some big changes happening. They're paying very close attention to the research. They are really trying some new things that I think are going to take off and change the industry. So it's cool to see ASICs pull ahead. Um, after I, and I, I told them this, I felt like they were kind of sitting in the back and they've really pulled ahead again. So it's very cool to see them being aggressive and people trying things with geometry. I think the other companies that you really need to pay attention to is going to be Mizuno for sure. So what they're doing with the energy and the way they're going to be doing some geometry stuff is already really cool. Like the, you know, the other one that David said, he doesn't like stability, like max stability, but he loved the horizon as well. And that was another one. There's That's no post true. in it. It's 
Yeah. It's, it's a very interesting take on max stability, just like the Keanu light. So Mizuno is certainly going to be one that pay attention to, and they, they do stay pretty consistent. So if they do something different, you better pay attention. Saucony is the other one pay attention to. I know that they had the big endorphin line, but based on some of the early stuff I've seen, it's like, like, whoa, there, there might be some really big changes coming down the, the road. And then, you always got to, you know, Skechers tends to stay very quiet. And then all of a sudden something comes out of nowhere that pay attention to them. There's some very cool stuff coming um, that integrates a lot of different components and a lot of things that we've learned over the last couple of years and might try even a few new things. So awesome. 2021 is awesome. going to be exciting. Well, I'm excited. Now I could literally and uh, sit here and talk shoes to you guys all night, uh, but no one wants to listen to that. Um, least of all my wife in the room next door. So we're going to wrap things up. And uh, yeah, there were so many shoes we didn't get to, um, uh, you know, and that's just the way this, 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 this is, but um, thank you guys so much for your time. We massively appreciate it. We're big fans of your work. Hopefully we can get some of our audience uh, over and more familiar with your work as well. Thanks for all you do. And thanks for joining us. Oh, we, we okay. appreciate it. Great. A ton. Yeah. Thanks guys. Thank much. And have a great Thank Christmas. You. Hey, Mary.